Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here in your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on earth. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica and I am back from my honeymoon and wedding number two and all the stuff, Thanksgiving, all of it. I hope you had a wonderful holiday if you are here in the States and you celebrated. I hope you are having a wonderful kickoff to the holiday season wherever you are. Happy Hanukkah, happy Christmas time, happy all of it. It is such a nice time of year to be in New York City especially after everything we've gone through with the pandemic. It just feels like there's so much life and joy in the city right now. And if you've ever been to New York at Christmas time, you know that it's crazy. There's traffic, there's Christmas trees on every corner. It's just a really fun, enlivening time to be here. And for me, it's a little bit bittersweet because it's our last holiday season here in the city because we're moving to the suburbs in the summer about an hour north of the city, and I'm really just drinking it all in. And I really encourage you, since we've all been separated from our loved ones over the past year and a half, two years, last holiday season was a little crazy and weird. Drink it all in this year. Really do all the things. Set aside time to experience the joy of the season That is what Sagittarius season is all about. And so Sagittarius season begins right before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is always the fourth Thursday of November, which makes sure that it is when the sun has moved into the Jupiter ruled sign of Sagittarius. Now, Jupiter is the god of the gods and Thanksgiving you can think of as a celebration of the bounty of the harvest that we've taken in in the fall. So we have all the fruits and vegetables that we store up through the winter to take us into spring when we get the first growth again. So Thanksgiving is really a celebration of all of the blessings that we've received. So if you have complex feelings about the holiday of Thanksgiving, I invite you to reframe it as a celebration of Jupiter and a celebration of Sagittarius season, which is all about indulging your desires, enjoying the food, enjoying the time spent with the people you love, and just enjoying everything there is to be grateful for. So on to the astrology of the week. We have our second of two, so our last eclipse of this eclipse season. You know that about two weeks ago, on the 19th of November, we had a full moon lunar eclipse in the sign of Taurus. And that was a kicking off of a new cycle of eclipses that we'll be working with for the next year and a half or so, which will be taking place in Taurus and Scorpio. This eclipse on December 4th, which is Saturday, is going to be at 12 degrees Sagittarius, and it's a new moon solar eclipse. The light of the sun is being blocked out by the moon here on Earth. Now, it'll only be visible mainly in Antarctica 
Interestingly enough, there is some partial shadow from the eclipse that will take place over South Africa. So that is kind of interesting, being that we're hearing all of this about the new variant that is coming out of South Africa. Obviously, eclipse season always brings things out that we didn't see before. So most likely, this Omicron variant is something that has already made its way around the world, and we just didn't know about it. Now, I'm not an epidemiologist, and I'm going to stay in my lean. I'm just here to say that eclipses often bring up things that are already there, and they were sitting in the shadows, and now they are being illuminated. Often with eclipse season, we also get surprised by what we see. This week, you're definitely going to get surprises, and they're not going to be quiet. The messages will be blunt and clear, because this eclipse is actually conjunct Mercury. Mercury moved into Sagittarius last Wednesday on the 24th, right before Thanksgiving. So if people were really vocal and not holding back in their communication style and letting it rip and saying things that maybe were true but slightly inappropriate on Thanksgiving. And that has a lot to do with Mercury being in Sagittarius. We're all feeling the urge to tell the truth because Sagittarius is a sign that is always aiming at getting to the truth. The symbol is the archer pulling back the bow and pointing it upwards toward that truth. So Sagittarius is actually a sign that has to do with the law. We saw a lot going on with the law last week, obviously, with some very big cases happening in the U.S., not only in terms of the racial reckoning that we are dealing with and we've been dealing with since the beginning of this eclipse cycle, but also we have stuff going on with the former president, things coming to the surface. There's also the woman that was working with Jeffrey Epstein. She's on trial. There's a lot of legal stuff going on. And that makes sense because we do have this final eclipse in Sagittarius, the sign of the law. Now, you're probably thinking, isn't Libra the scales of justice? Yes. So when we look at Libra, we're really thinking about the lawyers, the practitioners of the law. But when we look at Sagittarius, we're thinking about the study of the law and how the court cases that we're seeing right now are going to impact the law going forward. And we see that also coming up this week with a very historic ruling that's coming from the Supreme Court on Roe v. Wade and this uh, particular situation going on in Mississippi. So needless to say, you didn't come here for the news report, but my point is that this eclipse is really pulling to the surface a lot of very important court cases that are going to have long lasting impact on our society. This last eclipse in this series of eclipses, it's going to be the last time that we have the South Node present in Sagittarius for 19 years. And so we're not going to be back here until 19 years from now. And 19 years ago, we closed out this series, which was the beginning of the war on terror. And now we have a war of a different kind that we're dealing with, both with the pandemic, systemic racism, 
So our values and what we know to be true has shifted during this time because this whole eclipse cycle has taken place with the North Node in Gemini, which is communication and expressing oneself with the South Node in Sagittarius, releasing those old beliefs because Sagittarius is our sense of faith and our belief systems. Gemini is our ability to actually express what we know to be true. You have probably learned a lot about what's important to you, what's true to you, and how to express it to other people. This will be a wrap up of this experience of all that you've learned over the past year and a half or so. It will be a pretty intense eclipse to be sure. I don't think that means it's bad. I don't think eclipses are bad or good. I think eclipses are necessary catalyst for change. And luckily we are all here looking at the astrology and taking the opportunity to reflect on how these eclipses are encouraging us to change as individuals and as a collective society. So this particular eclipse on Saturday is going to be making an adjusting aspect to Uranus. We've been talking about Uranus a lot this year because he's been locked in this square with Saturn. Saturn is saying, I want things to stay the same. And Uranus is saying, I want things to change. And they're kind of in that tense push-pull with one another. Because this eclipse is having that adjusting aspect to Uranus, you might be having some trouble with the change right now, or you might be butting up against some forces that are resisting the change. There's a resistance to the shift with this Uranus. So pay attention to that. It doesn't mean that the change isn't going to happen. It just means that there might be a little bit of struggle to get there. But remember that We've been working on this since June 5th, 2020. So right before the first eclipse in this series, George Floyd was murdered. And of course, that spawned an entire movement. And we are, as a country, as a community, as a society, as individual people, completely different because of that event. And Anyone can see that. So I I encourage you with this eclipse season, I know that it can be really, really frustrating to feel like progress isn't coming quickly enough, but take this time to reflect on where you have progressed, whether that is individually or looking at our society, because sometimes it can be really easy to focus on the bad stuff. Sagittarius season is an invitation for us to restore our faith in humanity and restore our sense of hope. Jupiter is, again, the god of the gods. And Jupiter encourages us to have faith that we will be taken care of. So resist the urge to put so much emphasis on the stuff that is not going right and see if you can find those pockets of light. This is a transition and eclipses always bring shifts and transitions and those will be hard and they'll especially be hard for those of us that have a lot of fixed energy in our charts. So the fixed signs are Scorpio, Taurus, Aquarius, and Leo. And you guys, you know, you've had a lot going on in your charts because we've had that Saturn and Uranus square all year happening 
on in those fixed signs of Aquarius and Taurus. So if you're resisting the change, I implore you to look for the places where there's hope and look for the places where you can muster up some faith. So this week, if you're having a hard time finding that faith within yourself, you are going to get a gift because this eclipse comes with Mars trining Neptune. That actually was inexactitude on Monday, but we're feeling it all week. Neptune is a big part of what's going on this week because Neptune is stationing to go direct. So whenever an outer planet stations, that's when we feel him or her most intensely. You are going to be feeling that Neptune intensely already, but because other planets are talking to the Neptune, mainly Venus and Mars are relating planets. This is just what we need to restore our sense of hope and our faith and come back to our dreams. In fact, there's a lot of grounded energy around this Neptune station, which is nice because Venus is in Capricorn and Mars is in Scorpio. Those are signs that tend to be strategic. So you're going to be able to say, okay, let me get back to my dream. Let me get back to my hopes. And how am I going to approach them now? What's my strategy going forward? Mars in Scorpio is very strategic and he is looking at the long-term game. When he works with Neptune in this way this week, you're going to have an ability to really cast your vision out into 22 and maybe even beyond 2022. Neptune's going to station on Wednesday. So you're feeling the pull of the subconscious. There's going to be a sense of inner knowing because Neptune rules our spirit and it rules the things that are intangible to us. Remember, Neptune is the lord of the ocean. There's something so mysterious about the ocean. It's predictable in some ways and not predictable in others. Sometimes when we're working with Neptune, we realize that we are quite naive in places or in ways that we thought we were wise. And sometimes we find that we're being bamboozled by someone. And sometimes with Neptune, we find that our subconscious, our intuition, and our inner knowing is actually much more wise than our logical reasoning mind. In general, when we're working with Neptune, know that there's stuff you don't know. And since we're in eclipse season, you know that you have to sit back and trust the process because when it comes to eclipse season, we don't have a lot of control. When it comes to Neptune, really Neptune, Pluto, and Uranus, the outer planets, we don't have a lot of control. And they move slow and they're far away from us and they don't really get in our business too often. But when they do, we definitely feel it. So this is a week to sit back, trust the process, and have faith that you'll know the next right step when it makes itself apparent. You want to make space for being quiet because it can be really hard to hear your intuition, to hear your inner knowing when you're taking in so much information. And we live in a world that is 
moving so fast and there's so much content to take in. We're on social media, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're taking in, taking in, taking in. I really encourage you this week to put some music on and close your eyes and turn to your yoga practice or your meditation practice or whatever your spiritual practice is and do what you can to get yourself out of the thinking mind and into feeling your gut, feeling your instincts, feeling your intuition, because that's going to have a lot more wisdom for you this week. It probably always has a lot more wisdom, but when Neptune is stationing, you definitely want to lean on that inner knowing. Now, we also have Venus talking to Neptune this week. So this is all happening earlier in the week, but again, you're going to be feeling it all through the week and it's going to have an impact on that eclipse on Saturday. So Venus is sextiling Neptune on Tuesday, which is another great opportunity to lean into your dreams. It is the first of three sextiles that Venus will have with Neptune. So this is the beginning of a story that we're going to be working with through February. Sextiles are really like a working together. So Venus is in Capricorn, Neptune is in his home sign of Pisces. When water and earth come together, it creates mud. It's very fertile. So this is an opportunity to plant some seeds. You want to lean into sextiles because they're not going to really knock down your door to come help you. You have to lean into the energy. So lean into the energy of planting some seeds for what you want to cultivate early in 2022. Now, this is the first of three. We're also going to see this Venus sextile Neptune on January 6th and then again on February 21st. Once we get to the third and final one, February 21st, Venus is going to be conjunct Mars. One of the highlights of 2022 is that Venus and Mars are going to be traveling together for quite some time. And that is really lovely. So that February 21st sextile between Venus and Mars with Neptune is going to be really delightful. So if you want to plant some seeds for what you want to create between now and February, this is a good time to do it. Now, of course, I always say you don't want to do intention setting or manifestation rituals during eclipse season. And I'm not saying do a bunch of hardcore manifestation rituals right now, but if like me, you have a journal and you're just thinking on what am I creating? What do I want? What do I desire right now? Be honest with yourself. Put those things down on the page. Allow yourself to dream again. Put on some music, close your eyes and be with the deepest desires of your heart. And once you say it to yourself or write it down. You know, you're putting it out into the universe. No need to worry too much about a formal ritual. That is enough and you will be heard for sure this week. Now Venus is in Capricorn, so we're getting the money together. Now I told you Venus is going to retrograde in Capricorn on December 19th. Do your Christmas shopping early. If you haven't done it yet, please do it this week. Venus and Capricorn is going to probably make all the supply chain stuff even worse as we get close to Christmas. And she is probably going to cause many of us to hold on to our money real tight. So you want to put a few dollars in the savings account now so that you feel a little more steady, a little more comfortable once Venus does her retrograde in Capricorn. But Venus and Capricorn is like getting all the money together 
putting together the budgets. And Neptune in Pisces is like dreaming about what all the money can do. That's how these planets are working together. Now, Neptune in Pisces is not only spirituality and meditation. It also has a lot to do with the collective consciousness and our collective sense of giving and generosity. So when we're talking about Venus and Neptune coming together, we're talking about charity. We're talking about institutions. I'm actually recording this episode on Giving Tuesday. So if there is a cause that's really close to your heart, see if they're doing a matching campaign, a doubling campaign. Today, I gave money to Women for Women International. I've been giving to them every month since the Afghanistan crisis this summer, which the crisis is far from over and it's really troubling what's going on there but that's one of the organizations that's still on the ground so i made sure to give them an extra donation today because it was being doubled and matched put your money to use in ways that align with your values because that has a lot to do with neptune and pisces too neptune and pisces is our ideals so you've done a lot of work in this eclipse cycle that started in summer of 2020 you've done a lot of work on what's important to you what's true for you, what matters to you. So this is a great invitation for conscious giving this week. Individually putting your money where your values are and also allowing yourself to receive gifts and insight and healing. There's so much opportunity for healing this week, not only with all the stuff going on with Neptune, and but also this last eclipse in this series, there's an opportunity for a sense of completion. And many of us have been working on something or going through a transition in our life. And there's an end in sight, finally. So let yourself honor that ending with the sense of maybe sadness, but also a sense of excitement or what's around the corner. Because in astrology, we're always layering these cycles one on top of the other. But in essence, we are always following these cycles that are just like the moon cycle. Right before the new moon, we release. And then at the new moon, we start to welcome in the newness. So you always have to release for the sake of bringing in new energy. And because this is the end of one cycle and the beginning of another, we're having the bitterness of the end, but also the sweetness of a new beginning. So give yourself the space to integrate that this week. One more thing I want to remind you of is that solar eclipses, like we're having on Saturday, they are new moons that happen close to the nodes of fate. So there is a sense of fatedness when it comes to eclipses. There's also a lot of energy. So if you're really tired, that's okay. If you feel like you need to rest, give yourself the freedom to do so. With so much Neptune this week, you really need to give yourself grace and give yourself space and time to be quiet. And remember, you always hear more of your inner knowing. You always hear that whisper of your soul when you allow yourself to be quiet. So that's a great reason to clear out the schedule and try to spend a little more time in meditation this week, 
on your mat, doing whatever it is you do to come in contact with that inner voice, that inner knowing. Have you ever thought, I love listening to this podcast, but I just wish I had a cheat sheet? Well, I made one for you. Thanks to other listeners just like you, I have decided to make the Astro Cheat Sheet. So go to astrocheatsheet.com and download yours right now. You'll get a little blurb about each of the planets and each of the signs, and it'll help you follow along. You can even save the image in your images on your iPhone or whatever you use, your Samsung, whatever. And while you're listening, just check in with the planets and the signs. Hey, did you know that you can practice yoga with me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, as well as two Sundays a month? In Online Yoga Club, I take the practice of yoga and the ancient wisdom tradition of astrology and bring them together and we practice in collaboration with the planets. I hope you'll join me. You can find all the details at veronicaparetti.com slash yoga. So let's do a quick rundown of the week, starting at the top, because I really brought all of the transits together within the the construct of the eclipse because that's the main thing. But I want to take it from the top so you know what's coming each day this week. We're going to have Mars trining Neptune on Monday the 29th. Then we also have Mercury trining Chiron on Monday the 29th. So again, another opportunity for healing, for communicating that creates healing. Mercury is going to be sextiling Saturn on Tuesday the 30th, which gives us a sense of stability in the communication. So that can help us get on the same page. The sun is going to be trining Chiron on Tuesday as well. So another great opportunity for healing since we have the sun and Mercury so close together. In fact, they were Kazemi last week. So whenever Mercury enters the heart of the sun, there is a purification of our thoughts. So perhaps you are working with a new optimism that you didn't have prior to that Kazemi, because of course, when the sun and Mercury meet in Sagittarius, there's nothing more optimistic than that, because Sagittarius is the sign of optimism and enthusiasm in the Zodiac. That's why Sagittarians are some of the most loved people. I'm married to a Sagittarius, so, you know. (laughs) Um, Then we have Venus sextile Neptune on Tuesday, as well as the sun sextiling Saturn. So Tuesday, the 30th has a lot of opportunities for stabilizing and getting on the same page and working toward the dream, working toward your hopes with the other people in your life and communicating that effectively. Now on Wednesday, Neptune stations to go direct. Again, you're feeling that five days four and five days after. It's just really present throughout the whole week. The moon moves from Libra to Scorpio on Wednesday. So that's going to have a very different vibe. So the first two days of the week, it's really going to be great opportunity for working together, for communicating. And then Wednesday, we go into that moon in Scorpio, which makes us pull back and inward a little bit. 
Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, before we go into that solar eclipse, work on getting quiet and pull back away from the world a little bit so that you can hear that inner voice, that inner knowing. We also have Mercury in conjunct Uranus on Wednesday, which means that we're not going to be communicating as clearly as we want to. And other people might say things that make you go, huh, I uh, didn't think you were going to say that (laughs) because of course Uranus brings surprises and he's adjusting to that Mercury, that newly purified Mercury in Sagittarius. The moon stays in Scorpio on Thursday and then on Friday, the moon moves into Sagittarius and then we are in the dark of the moon as we wait for that eclipse. This end of the moon cycle, so this Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, really the best time to release and let go, especially since this is a new moon solar eclipse close to the south node. So that means it's about releasing and integrating everything that you already have. So there's no need to take on something new. You're really releasing and integrating what you already have and making space for what you don't even know is coming. Because trust me, eclipses, they have relevance six months after the fact. We will continue to unpack the things that occur during this eclipse season over the coming months. But the surprises and the things coming out of the shadows will hopefully simmer down after the next two weeks. So once we got to the full moon, two weeks from now, we will be officially closing out the eclipse season. Now, of course, we've got that moon in Sagittarius while the sun is in conjunct Uranus on Friday. And again, that's going to be like, oh, really? That's the direction you're going with that? Okay, so we might have to adjust how we think about something or adjust how we work with something. Now, again, I told you that this eclipse is in conjunct Uranus. So there is a general sense of resisting the changes and you might feel that resistance in some way or another, both on Wednesday and Friday when Mercury and then the sun also have that in conjunct with Uranus. Now, finally, on Saturday, we have the new moon solar eclipse at 2.43 a.m. Eastern time. So if you are on the West Coast, then you are going to experience it very late at night on Friday the 3rd. But basically, for most of us, while we're sleeping on Friday night going into Saturday, the eclipse will occur. Again, we won't really be able to see it because it will be happening predominantly in Antarctica, some people in South Africa, and I think maybe in Australia will be able to see very, very partial eclipse. And then finally, we have the moon moving into Venus on Sunday, which means that the moon will be um, meeting up with Venus and Pluto on Monday, which is the last day of Hanukkah. And the next week we have some Pluto activation and we have some Jupiter activation. So lots going on next week, but mainly this week is about Neptune. So staying really in touch with your subconscious, trying to turn inward and turn on your antenna for your intuition and the eclipse. And there's really not that much we can do when we're working with Neptune 
and we're working with eclipses. So this week is about sitting back, relaxing, trusting the process, and having the faith that the right next step will occur when the time is right and you will know to take it. So that's what I got for you this week. I hope you have a wonderful beginning to the holiday season and you are enjoying time with friends and family and doing what's important to you and wrapping up this eclipse cycle. This Sagittarius Gemini eclipse cycle was really intense. The bulk of pandemic life has happened under this eclipse cycle. So we've all learned so much about ourselves and about each other and who we are as a society And we're all going to integrate that information and integrate that knowledge and integrate what's true to us and move forward into the next cycle of Taurus and Scorpio. I will talk to you next week. Until then, know that you can text me. I'm really doing my best to send out texts every two to three days when the moon changes signs or when something important is happening in the sky. So make sure that you're in the text community. You can join by texting I'm in to 917-540-3401. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.